There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Bud Pod 118. Good gracious, summer's here, Phil. Oh, it's warm. It's warm in my room, and I've, got to cl- I've had to close the windows for sound and pull down I- the curtain for light. And I've, it's just oh. starting to get a bit sawny in here, to be honest. I've, I've, I've made the decision that, I've, given how hot my living room is, Bud Pod listeners will have to put up with some intermittent traffic sounds. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. It's I think just, we all understand. What, it was amazing because, like, it was freezing cold with ice rain every day. And then the seasons changed like they do in a fucking video game. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I'm in... Death Stranding at the moment. I've, I've, I've like got you know in a video game you go up like a slight hill and it becomes a blizzard and yeah. like you're very high up now. It's like no, I I, I walk a hill like that just walking through town. <laughs> or like a Stardew Valley. It's like, it's summer now. Plant the yeah. summer crops now. What what really gets me and I used to find it romantic and now I just find it kind of um, oppressive. Yeah. Is when it comes to summer, you have to open all the windows so you get all the city noise. At least I do, and I think yeah. you do as well. And 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 that combined with like the hot air uh, and me being in a shirt, I feel like I'm in a streetcar named Desire. I feel like I'm in a Tennessee like or, or some like <laughs> play set in inner city Manhattan where people yeah. play saxophones on fire escapes. <laughs> It's like the sound of the city. That's my symphony. I feel like I'm some beat poet who doesn't want to be one. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. You feel like um, you feel like you should be smoking and waiting for a phone call to come in on an old school landline. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard from. Uh, Suzette in a while now you know back in the day when if you hadn't heard from someone in a while you just had to wait you just had to wait and hope they weren't dead because you can you can check up on them especially if you like if you didn't know where they lived yeah yeah and even if you did what are you gonna you're gonna wait by their fucking door for like the whole day the last you heard from them they wrote on a beer mat and slid it under your door and 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 that's it. You have no recourse to respond. You don't know. Yeah, you can't text them. You just have to wait. Now you could just Instagram stalk them. Now you don't even have to know someone to message them. You don't even have to have met someone to, to message them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can send someone an HD 4K picture of your asshole, and you haven't even met in the old days. You'd have to build up towards that. Oh, in the old days, you'd have to schedule a, a photography session in town, and you'd, <laughs> you'd get in there, and the guy would pile up the gunpowder on the stick, and he'd get under <laughs> his camera cloak, and he'd say, bend over, and you'd turn and bend over and show him your asshole, and yeah. and he'd go, kapoof, and you'd have to hope the gunpowder didn't burn your asshole. <laughs> yeah, just... 
Blam! Right, at, right, pointed at your ass. <laughs> and then he'd look in the camera after th- an hour and he'd be like, "No, your asshole flinched to its blow." <laughs> You're looking at a photo of your asshole. Oh no, I blinked. <laughs> oh, I've got a red eye. <laughs> yeah, you might want to see a doctor about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I photograph a lot of assholes and uh, they shouldn't bleed <laughs> just from being photographed uh, uh, <laughs> um, I like walking around listening to uh, when it's this hot it's quite fun to walk around and listen to like uh, sort of like Mexican music oh yeah yeah you can pretend like because uh, I'm watching my new thing that I watch when I'm at the gym to try and make me forget that I'm doing exercise. Uh, it's like all the Netflix um, mulch, you know, content, f- 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 gloop, whatever. Fodder. Fodder. I, I, f- I fodder, yeah. Yeah, I fodder. My latest I fodder that Netflix has provided me, I'm watching all the na- Narcos. Narcos Mexico. Ah, I, I, I thought you might be leading up to Narcos. I watched the first series and I loved it. Yeah. But I've not good. watched the I've not watched the follow up ones. I don't want to spoil it, but after a, a series or two, the, there's there's less reason to watch if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's why. So Narcos Mexico is quite interesting, ah. um, and the soundtrack's very good. There's lots of like, uh, well, it's very sort of eighties. It's eighties pop, but also kind of Mexican music, Mexican popular music from the time, and narco corridos. It's a um, good show. It's good stuff, and uh, it, it, you can walk around listening to that and feel like you're uh, in Tijuana. Is the mix because when they're in Colom- Colombia, it's about Pablo Escobar, but Escobar. in Mexico, is it about real people as well? Yes, yeah, it's about um, uh, the guys who built up the marijuana trade from from just like individual. Fuckheads to massive cartels, yeah. Very similar vibes. Mm, mm. Lots of lo- lots of uh, <laughs> all narcos series are basically just a, a swarthy man in a in a, an, on a ranch looking yeah. at a crop and going, "There has to be a better way to sell this." <laughs> yeah, they're quite they're quite aspirational, really. They're very quite, aspirational, and it's yeah. all very like, agricultural. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got the guy who is the Mandalorian. Isn't that nuts? Oh, fuck, yeah. Pablo Pascal. That's right. And what didn't like Latin America give him shit because he, was, he didn't have the right accent for his character? Oh. Apparently There'll always you... be someone to give you shit, man. Yeah. No matter what you do, there'll always be someone to give you shit. Apparently I remember you... I yeah. did... I remember a while back I did some stand-up. I did a stand-up show. And I talked about being Chinese and all that, uh, as I often do. And then I came off stage and outside I overheard a guy who'd been in the audience, who's like a Chinese, British Chinese guy, who was like, I've already talked about race too much. And I just thought, <laughs> you know what? There'll always be someone with a fucking problem. There'll always be someone who, like, you're doing this for. You're like, yeah. I have, uh, uh, the, yeah. Look, no matter what you do, no matter how qualified you are to do or say something, there'll always be someone who tries to claim a legitimacy over you. So it's not worth worrying about, is all I'm trying to say. 
Yeah, it's true. And plus, I mean, you know, I don't speak Spanish and I'm not from Latin America, so I can't tell that it's this ridiculous casting where everyone is from everywhere. That was their Leonardo DiCaprio in Blood Diamond for (laughs) you. Exactly, yeah. Although, yeah, his accent was pretty good. I mean... But it was from the wrong place. It was, yeah. It wasn't correct. I watched one of the shittest films I've seen in a long time (laughs) a few days ago. (laughs) And it was advertised to me so perfectly that I thought I would love it. And it was so shit. What was Um, it? It was Siberia with Keanu Reeves. Oh, that does sound up your street. Yeah, so (laughs) get, get this. Keanu Reeves is a diamond salesman in, in, and he's going to Russia to try and do a deal and his partner mysteriously disappears and it's all mafia and things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pitched as John Wick meets John le Carre. Yeah, wow, I mean, that you couldn't have picked two better Johns for you. Yeah, you, those, those are two of my favorite Johns, man. Um, but fucking hell, it was bad. <laughs> in what way? <laughs> <laughs> so you know that thing in movies where you're just supposed to just start caring about a character and they have not yep. earned it yep happens a lot yeah that happened like three times in this where you're supposed to be like ah oh, he's in love or like like it's really weird like keanu reeves wife is played by molly ringwald but only over skype oh what he's like skyping his wife like once from the hotel in russia I, and he's like oh hi honey oh yeah was she under a duvet in bright sunlight, looking, <laughs> looking at no, the Zoom? No, she was sat in what you know. You know when kitchens are like display kitchens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it looks like, like they've never been used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look they look freezing cold because <laughs> they're just lit in blue and they're all white and it's all like yeah. There's like a kind of unusual staircase behind them, like because it's some kind of fancy house. That's their house back in America, and he, he's oh hi honey. And she's like, oh, don't forget all the diamonds or whatever. It's just some stupid <laughs> fucking conversation about nothing. And so then so you're funny. supposed to be like, he's a cool guy. And then he has an affair yeah. with a Russian lady. And you're supposed to think oh. she's cool as well. Because she runs a cafe and is a bit a bit sassy. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. It's really poopy stuff. It's poopy stuff. Um, loads of it doesn't make sense. Loads of it, you just go, I don't care about this. And you keep just thinking, well, why would, why just fly back to America, Keanu Reeves? You're very rich. It's truly incredible how, yeah, how movies really don't make any effort to make you care about someone you're supposed to care about. Uh, It's astonishing. Like I saw a movie recently. Hmm. However, I will say that, it still gets <laughs> a moderately good rating from me because one of the characters in it, because it's all about the diamond trade, is like a dodgy South African who's actually played by a South African, and him and Keanu Reeves speak to each other in Afrikaans. Oh, that's was amazing. Good. So Keanu Reeves learned Afrikaans. Well, he certainly learned his lines. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah pretty I- good. And he speaks a bit of bad Russian in there as well, which he obviously learned from John Wick as well. Like, uh, I need yet. to watch John Wick. I need to watch John Wick. You haven't seen John Wick? No, no. I keep hearing it's really good fun. It's good, man. Yeah. I, I was saying I saw a movie recently, but it wasn't recently. It was um, La La Land. Oh. <laughs> and in La La Land, <laughs> I couldn't give it. I like. I really like Emma Stone. I really like 
His the Ryan Gosling. I did not give a shit about them two. <laughs> I was like, I don't believe you love each other. Why? There's no reason. You just started talking sassily and that means love. I feel like it's all these execs and writers. Yeah. And writers are all losers, remember? Yes. Who don't know what love is and don't know what attraction is and don't understand <laughs> sexual politics because they're losers. They're all fucking losers. They're but indoors they're the writing. Who write it. Sorry? They're indoors writing. Yeah. They're indoors writing all the time. So they have to imagine what <laughs> what sexual attraction and love is. They they want to go to a bar where an unfeasibly, like a bar in the middle of nowhere, run apparently by a supermodel. <laughs> and the supermodel's like, uh, they order a drink and the supermodel who runs the bar in the middle of nowhere is like, uh, oh, is that, is that drink for you or your mom? Some like stupid line, and they're, and they're like, and they're kind of like, oh, well, maybe if I, and they just do that to each other, and then they're in love, and they bang, yeah, like immediately, yeah. It's very At much last a, a chick with a sense of humor that can that can take me. There's a girl, a chick who won't take my shit. <laughs> yeah, and she's got a tattoo of the the guy's favorite book. <laughs> And she's embarrassed about it. She goes, is that my favorite book? And she's like, oh, oh. she tries to kind of, oh, no one ever knows what it is because I am um, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's awful. How long is it? Siberia. Yeah. Uh, the movie, not the country. It's pretty well, long. Oh, really? It's not least, Usually with these movies, at least they're like 80 minutes and you're like, fair it's, enough. How long is it? I'm going to look it up because it felt long. Um, I will say this, if you look up the reviews of it, it's very funny, because Keanu Reeves and this lady, they they bang for, like, mm. what must be a total... They, they bang, like, five times, and each time they bang, it takes, like, seven minutes. <laughs> it goes on forever, the banging. Yeah. And it's, like, to the point where I thought, did they make this film so that they could fuck? The, the, that's the same in Zack Snyder films. In 300 and in Watchmen, there is an almost frame-for-frame frame identical sex shot, a uh, sex yeah. scene. I think at basically the same point in the movie for about the same period of time. In 300 is when Leonidas is about to leave for battle. Oh, no, they, they must come earlier in the film. But he's about to leave for battle, and he just bangs mm. the lady what plays Cersei in Game of Thrones. And yeah. and it's just like, just like slow-mo, her riding him and stuff. And you go... Well, I don't, what, what was this for? And then in Watchmen, it's Night Owl and Silver Spectre have sex in his big owl plane. <laughs> yeah, like, they fuck what? in the owl box. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, okay, what does this have to do with anything? Uh, Siberia, one hundred and four minutes. One hundred and four. Okay, it's not. Hmm, it's not too bad. At least it's, it's not an too hour forty-four. That's quite a lot. No, that's that's pretty short for modern standards. Dude, watch this. It won't be short. <laughs> Why did you make yourself finish it? It was well it was on and I was on the couch and I was dicking around on my phone or something. What was I doing? I was doing something Wait, it was else on the, the TV. It was on Amazon for free. Oh, I see. I was Yeah. What was I doing? I was doing some admin or something. So I like I wasn't like I was just killing time essentially and it, I was like, well maybe it'll get good because it has all the constituent parts of something good. Yeah. And then it was just hey. like, nope. 
Well, if you're on a recommendation of a an action thriller that shouldn't work, but sort of does, yeah. have you tried The Foreigner? I love The Foreigner. Oh, great. Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Jackie Chan goes to war with Jerry Adams. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's like, amazing. It's like a fever dream. Um it's like someone got really got a really bad fever and wrote down Jackie Chan fights the IRA, and <laughs> and then they went ahead and they made a movie. But also they were like, okay, we're going to get Pierce Brosnan to play quote definitely not Jerry Adams, <laughs> but we'll make him look exactly like Jerry Adams and dress like him and the same glasses and beard and hair and he'll talk like him as well. <laughs> it is astonishing. But it's really good to watch, like to watch uh. a Chinese actor using um, Vietnamese guerrilla tactics <laughs> to fight the IRA. <laughs> it's so good. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. All the reviews for Siberia with Keanu Reeves say the only reason I'm giving it one star is because Keanu Reeves eats pussy. <laughs> There's a whole bit where he eats the woman's pussy and that all the reviews mention really? it. Loads of the tweets mention it, yeah. A, there was a funny article about it or something, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that to show he's a feminist? He's a nice diamond businessman, yeah, I don't know. He might be a criminal, but he's a feminist. Well, he's not even a criminal, he is like a real diamond guy. Oh, I see, okay. It's just that who buys diamonds, you know, it's like it's not a nice business. Right, so it's, it's uncut gems in Siberia, is it? Basically? No, because Uncut oh. Gems had pace and tension. <laughs> this is Keanu Reeves wandering between Siberia and St. Petersburg going, where are, where are the diamonds? And then going, hang on, and then just banging the Siberian barmaid for another seven minutes. It's such a weirdly put together film. I just like the fact that there was a South African guy in it and he was actually South African and they spoke Afrikaans. Uh, that, uh, that I liked. Mm. But beyond that, I just, yeah, it, I just, I was, it's definitely the, I think he, I literally he did it between John Wicks. Okay. Like, I think it, they picked, they, 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 they smushed it into his schedule. It's an intra-Wicks movie. It's intra-Wicks. It's intra-Wicks. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Is it fine to have it on the background? Kind of, but your brain can't concentrate because it keep your brain keeps thinking. But surely now it's gonna turn into something, and it just kind of doesn't. Mm, mm. And I always wonder, like this film cost, you know, hundreds of like how much did it cost actually? It's on. It should be on the wiki. They're so expensive to make. Yeah. 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 It's got such bad reviews. Um. It doesn't say how much it costs, but it's bo- guess it's box office. Guess it. Yeah. Um. Thirty million. <laughs> Just over half a million dollars. Oh no! <laughs> Woof. <laughs> but it's out in cinemas. Uh, oh, this is what it came out like. So this is pre-COVID. It came out. It's from 2018. Yeah. Oh fuck. Gosh, yeah. even then, half a million dollars. Oh my half god! Half a million dollars. It was really twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeesh. Yeah, it's it's stinky stuff. It's pretty stinky stuff, man. 
Anyway, well, you know, from, from stinky stuff to, to, to stinky stuff. Let's do some correspondence. Correspondence. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ring, ring. Letters, emails, 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 emails phone Correspondence. Into the freezing tun from the freezing tundra of Siberia to the peeing Bumbra. Bumbra of correspondence. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, so we have a message from Gigi. Gigi Hadid, at last! I knew, <laughs> I knew she was a fan. Yeah, well, she kept uh, signing off her tweets, Koji, didn't she? <laughs> That's right. None of her followers knew what she meant. Um. So the subject line of this is quite good. It's the subject line of her email is mysterious old Malaysian man and a toilet door. Oh, this mm. sounds right up my street. Yeah, Malaysia Street. It sounds like a funny, a funny like roast way to describe you and me. <laughs> oh, is this a mysterious old Malaysian guy in some toilet door over here? <laughs> that guy's built like a toilet door. That guy's like a toilet door. Um. Uh, Ciao Filippo and Piero i nostri giovanotti di caca. Um, What is that? In the night of the gentleman poo. (laughs) I nostri um, is, I think, our, nostre, like our. I don't know what giovanotti is, but di caca, so like our somethings of poo. Our gentleman of poo? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. I used to work as an international flight attendant for a Middle Eastern airline. Oh, cool. Mm. <gasps> I don't think you've ever heard from a flight attendant before. Or an ex-flight no. attendant. Um, every month we were able to request certain destinations, and one of my favourites was Kuala Lumpur. Ah, lovely. Every month we were able... Blah, blah, blah. The crew hotel had an infinity pool. Wow! That's not bad. Yeah. And the local area was cool. Bangsar and the Mid-Valley Mega Mall. Okay, yeah, I think I have a... I, I don't know KL very well, but like that's a big shopping district, I think. Yeah, she says, where, where I spent many enjoyable hours drinking boba tea and looking at tat. Lovely. I'm always so intrigued by... Like, flight attendants and flight crews are such a mysterious, like, fascinating world. 
Yeah. You know, like what they get up to, their 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 schedules and their little secrets, their little code words. <laughs> Have you read that great David Sedaris piece about flight attendants? Yes, yeah. And they, the way they, in, on American Airlines, they they walk down with a, um, a rubbish bag going, you're trash, your family's <laughs> trash, oh, you're trash, you, and, and, and how he sees that. How he perceives that, knowing how much he can, they, how much contempt they have for their passengers. For these your trash, your family's trash. Apparently, yeah. um, if you are, if if there's like a like a long like a twelve hour flight, right, mm. and it lands, apparently the worst thing in the world is like opening the the door to the to the walkway. Right, the right for the 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 airport staff had yeah, pressed open the door yeah you're cracking open a fucking tin of farts <laughs> and, and everyone like, in has acclimatized to them yeah everyone in there's fine and you just get this like blast of bum sweat <laughs> <laughs> right in your fucking face absolutely vile yeah vile. so she says the guest demographic for KUL was on the older side either elderly muslims returning from haji or chinese tour mm. groups on their way back from a european holiday you know, the ones who wear matching brightly colored polyester tracksuits and caps with the group leader waving a flag on a very long yes. stick. Yes, yeah, yeah. Old Chinese ladies with poker visors for some reason. They all wear like they, yeah. they all like wear like croupier visors. They <laughs> They all look like they run a bank in the Wild West. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but they're dressed for the Olympics. <laughs> They're going to the Olympics as a as their country's top Wild West banker. That's so funny. Um, many of them were first time flyers and therefore didn't know how to close or lock the toilet doors properly, and this led ah. to an abundance of awkward moments. Mm. Mm. Uh, we had to conduct hourly cabin safety checks, a key part of which was checking the toilets for bombs or smoking or general cleanliness. Fair enough. Yep. Thank you for your service, Gigi. Thank you for your service. On one particular occasion, we were midway through the night flight, through a night flight. Half the crew had gone for a rest in the bunks, and there were two of us left on patrol in the back galley. (laughs) I like it. The other girl went to the flight deck, and I started conducting the checks. I thought they would be easy, as most of the cabin were asleep. Uh, I pushed open what appeared to be a vacant toilet... And instead, found an old Chinese man. Okay, here we go. <laughs> he was completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found an old Chinese man. He was completely naked, apart from his white socks and sandals. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. And That's was such pissing into the sink. Oh, no! Or rather... He was trying to piss in the sink because his aim was very poor and it was all over the counter and the mirror and the floor. Oh, my God. (laughs) A Malaysian Chinese guy. This is a Malaysian Chinese guy. Must be, yeah. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. I shrieked, closed the door and locked it from the outside. (laughs) Locking him in. Then I went and sat in the galley and put my head in my hands and just tried to forget what I'd just seen. 
<laughs> About 20 minutes later, the same old man entered the galley, fully clothed in his tracksuit and cap. Uh, yeah. He was holding the toilet door. What? He broke it off. No. Yes, he was holding the entire toilet door taken completely off its hinges. <laughs> She'd messed with the wrong Chinese guy. Yeah. With a wide and warm smile on his face, he placed the door at my feet and then disappeared off into the dark cabin. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, like a gift. This is for you. I have done this. Leaving me completely dumbfounded. I don't remember what, if anything, I said to him, but surely okay, thank you would have been appropriate. <laughs> I just we... love the idea of this this old Chinese guy going, trying to open the door from the inside. Oh, it seems to be a bit stuck. There we go. Like the Hulk. <laughs> but also, I mean, that's like, impressive. How did he take it off? It's so impressive because, like, he could also, it's amazing that, like, in all of his fiddling with the door, he didn't just unlock it. Yeah, of course. So it's even madder. Like, did he have like a tiny screwdriver, like from a cracker? Or maybe he used the the little shitty toothbrush they give you in a little packet on some flights. And Ooh, he, he, yeah. he he sharpened it into a, a shiv, like in prison, and used that. This is this guy's old Chinese pissy MacGyver. <laughs> I thought that's mad. That it sounds to me like he might have been, because in mainland China, you know, there's a whole generation of very rural Chinese yeah. people who've suddenly come in to money and are yeah. suddenly for the like the first in their fam line to to travel to go on mm. holiday to go get on planes, and like the Hong Kong Chinese have terrible things to say about these people when they come down to Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, like, you know, they, 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 they think they're, like, disgusting because they just don't know how to use toilets. So it it, sound, it would it would be less surprising to me if he was a mainland Chinese person. If he, Malaysian and from KL, I'd be surprised. Well, it's, it's, a big, it's a big hub, right? He could have been on a connecting flight saving this a bit is of it. money. This is what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. So... She says, uh, we, the crew, including the captain, all tried to get the door back on the frame, but gave up. It was too difficult. Um, only he, only the old Chinese man knows how to take it off, put it on uh, and take it off. <laughs> yeah. He knows the way of the door. Door on, door off. <laughs> it's part of the Karate Kid training. Toilet door on, toilet door off. And pissing in the sink. I went through the cabin trying to find the man, but amongst the polyester he could not be found. <laughs> just blending into the crowd. Just like formlessly blending. Just, like, just yeah, catch me if you can, or, or like Hannibal Lecter at the end of Silence of the Lambs. Just <laughs> da, she, runs, da, da. she runs back, come here, quick. He was wearing a full tracksuit and a visor over his, and then they open the curtain and they see... That everyone is dressed like that, <laughs> and they're all uh, yeah. And they somehow they all seem like they might have recently pissed all over themselves. <laughs> they're all that old. Uh, I want to um, know how he took it off. Yeah. Well, she says life leaves so many questions unanswered. Continua segalo. Keep jacking it. I guess that must mean Gigi. <laughs> Thank you, Gigi. Grazie. Is she Italian or something? I. I <sighs> 
I guess. I mean, there's no other reason to speak Italian in in an email that is about a Chinese guy. That's true, but she's a flight attendant, so maybe she just knows loads of um. Yeah, little phrases. Do you uh, think you of... do you think you you'd hack it as a flight attendant? I'd be so bad. I'd I I'd just try and avoid people. Fuck no! I don't really fit in planes. That's true. Yeah. No way. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, no, I would have a bad time. I think. Yeah. Um, having to walk around and. I guess what what would be the fun bit? Just just wandering up and down the aisle, farting away. Yeah, maybe gossiping about the passengers, with the other flight attendants. Yeah, but he pulled the door right off its hinges, spitting in the sink. I think that'd be fun. That that could be pretty good. Trying to fend off the sexual attention of the co-pilot. Yeah, yeah. Is that a thing? It must be. It must get. It must get kinky, traveling around the world with all these. Because they're like the people who work in in flight crews. I mean, they're not all you know world-class beauties but they're never like ugly they're always like <laughs> i've never seen an ugly pilot and flight attendants are always like at least a six <laughs> male and female they're all yeah, at least a six or a seven you know yeah 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 that's true i and i wonder how much they have to try and pretend that that's not how they hire people it's certainly not how British Airways hires people, I do have to say. But uh, the rest... <laughs> British Airways is commendable in its, I must assume, blind process. <laughs> Everyone gets blindfolded and has to hand out peanuts. Uh, uh, yes, yes. I mean, I, I think uh, the, the British Airways... Flight crew application process is purely meritocratic. It must be. <laughs> they must bang. They're traveling all over the world in uniforms. Uniforms turn people yeah. on, man. Yeah. Yeah, they, go, they stay in reasonably nice hotels, by the sounds of it. They're cramped yeah. up. They're on tour, basically. They're on, their life is on tour. Yeah. That's right. It's, this is a, my, one of my favorite uh, beginnings to an email. For the Brothers Dung. For the brothers, what? Dung. Dung. I like that. For the brother, the brothers dung. It's very <laughs> like the funny. brothers grim. Yeah, the brothers dung. That's good. So here's the full sentence. For the brothers dung, I present a piece of extremely foul information about my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to start any correspondence. I would... You know how they always go on about how like the first sentence of all these famous books is always really engaging? Yeah. yeah. I'd buy the book. Yeah. I'd yeah, this is book. a great start to a novel. Yeah. My sister and I are aficionados of turd-based conversation. <laughs> and around the table at dinner time, mid-first lockdown, we were discussing the finer points of a waffle stump. A waffle stump? Yeah. What do you, I know what that is. What do you think it is? A waffle stomp. Yeah. It sounds like an ancient um, annual sport in some village in England. 
yeah. where everyone in the town has to come together yeah. and stomp on a big waffle. And for some reason, everyone's in blackface. <laughs> and they refuse to stop. <laughs> well, I simply wouldn't be your waffle stomp, sir, without your blackface. <laughs> yeah, that's what a waffle stomp sounds like to me. Whoever's last per- last person stomping the waffle wins. <laughs> The last person stomping the waffle is is the town mayor. Yeah, is mayor until the next waffle stomp. Yeah, unless he can't eat a whole turnip. <laughs> All these little bets. But uh, yeah, but the title of mayor is is purely ceremonial at this point. Yeah, you 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 wear like an antler crown and they kind of carry you on a chair. It's a gilded cage, really. It's a it's paraded it's a around. Gil- it's a kind of it's a cage, but it's, it's good. Like- that's right, it's a cage, but it's a nice... I don't know if anyone's ever said anything like this before, but it's a cage, but like a good-looking cage? Or like an expensive one? Like if there was a prison, but the prison was also like a mansion. Yeah, I don't know if... Uh, I hope listeners can get their heads around this idea. I mean, if they can't, then let's just hope that their children can, someday. Yeah, yeah, with enough um, activism and education. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, Phil, I'm afraid that the, a waffle stump is the act of taking a poo in the shower and violently hammering it down the drain with the heel of your foot. No! Oh, <laughs> I hate that that happens regularly enough that there's a term for it. I think it might be one of those Cicopedia things where I, it, it has a it, term uh, in the abstract. Like ha- oh, I hate it. That's like, that's like uh, one of those, like when you're a teenager, all those horrific sex positions with these ridiculous yeah. names and you go one person has done this but the yeah. name is good enough that the name has gone viral yeah and almost all of those names ended up being someone shitting on someone's chest yeah yeah and they go oh, yeah but this time they do it and they're smoking a cigar and you're like all right <laughs> is that why you called it the cuban thingy you know <laughs> There's some asinine detail in there. Uh, uh, so, they're, they're, the sisters are discussing waffle stumping at dinner. The sisters? The sisters. Come into the parlour. The sisters are discussing waffle stomping. Please, the, the women will now um, retire to the parlour to discuss waffle stomping and other female things. The men will have cigars and port in the sitting room. Uh, uh, <laughs> Why can't you be like your sisters? Sit at the table and talk about waffle stomping instead of all this talk of music and dance. So, so the Bronte sisters are there chatting about waffle stomping. The Stompy sisters. The Stompy. The Stompy sisters. The Stompy sisters are chatting. Uh. She says, my mother announced that she had done worse. Gosh. Wow. Yes. Cool. Yes. Man. Yes. We were intrigued by this, since she's a 50-something-year-old NHS doctor who earns a cockapoo. <laughs> yes, all intriguing ingredients. Yeah, and the, a pinnacle, of, a, a, a pillar of society. Yes, this is what I was clapping for on my doorstep. <laughs> a waffle-stomping mother of two. <laughs> and a cockapoo that's, 
That sounds like one of the things that they say, uh, you know, in American presidential debates, they talk about the people they met on the trail. <laughs> well, I was in Indiana just the other day talking to a, a waffle stomping mother or two. <laughs> and all she cared about was taxes. She said, why do you, you know. <laughs> anyway, she told us that she had once done a stubborn beast of a poo. In the disabled toilet <laughs> at the hospital where she works, which had r- refused to flush. Oh, no. This made sense to us. Since she is always saying that the holes in our toilets at home are far too small. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a toilet from a doll's house? That is, that is a complaint that is that reveals more about you than... Than the toilet. You should just walk into a room and say, I I take fat dumps. <laughs> just say that. We have, They're as we're... wide as they are long, my dumps. <laughs> They're like bowling balls. <laughs> we have tried to explain that the size problem is not in the holes, but she is blind to the suggestion that it could be anything to do with her personal creative output. Anyway... It was after hours when this occurred, and she was pretty much alone in the building, so she decided to take care of the monstrous poo herself. Oh, God. But this bold dweller refused both the toilet brush and the plunger. Mm. She's going to use a stethoscope or something. I don't know why she didn't just leave it at this point, but apparently the thought didn't even cross her mind. Well, she's a, a responsible person, you know. She's she's a doctor. She, she's she, a doctor. Always thinking of the greater good. You know, Phil, if you want to feel bad when there's a tragedy, look for people who are running towards the giant dump. <laughs> look for the helpers, yeah? The, there are your heroes. There's always helpers. For everyone who's running away scared, there's always someone running towards the huge poo. <laughs> trying to fix it. Um, instead, what she did was run frantically to the staff kitchen of the aforementioned NHS hospital. There's take nothing a knife. in the kitchen I'd want it to be. A knife? Yeah. No. Take a knife from the cutlery drawer, run back and use the knife to cut up her poo. No. No. Like she's... <laughs> uh, like she's trying to feed a baby its first solids. Like she works in a deli. Oh... It's like how, she tries how? to get into manageable chunks <laughs> for someone who can't chew at the moment. I loved um, manageable chunks' uh, <laughs> drum solo. <laughs> <laughs> just, just hacking at the turd like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. I mean, yeah. I should talk. I should talk. I've, st- I've, as listeners of this podcast will know, I've stabbed a poo. You have. I've stabbed a poo. You've I've, I've not cut poo. one up, like I'm, I was disposing of a body, but I have stabbed a poo <laughs> to check on my gut health. Yes, yes. So you can empathize. I can. So she says, uh, "This worked, but also resulted in poo going everywhere." Yeah. Spattered all over her. 
yeah. like she's a murderer, like she's Jason. But how does it go everywhere though? Does she mean all over the loo? Or like, how's it leaving the bowl? With what level of energy is she attacking this lump <laughs> of shit? Uh, everywhere, maybe all over her. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Um, so she says that she made an out of order sign for the toilet door and reported it to the cleaners if she'd found it like that. I mean, and what then- she did was out of order. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was a confession. <laughs> so she reported to the cleaner as if she found it like that, and then took the poo knife (open brackets rinsed) home with her <laughs> and threw it in the bush. She went over a bridge and like threw it, in, like looked around to make sure no one was watching, and threw it into the river. <laughs> <laughs> she gave it to Fat Tony to get rid of. <laughs> so she's telling this story to the to the Bronte to the Stumpy sisters. <laughs> uh, she says, "Oh, I took and I took the knife home." So she says, "At this <gasps> point, it stopped being a joke to us." <gasps> we and asked them, her, "Did one of the sisters slowly pull a knife out of their mouth <laughs> that they they were licking the butter off of?" Well. We asked her what she'd done with the knife. She laughed light-heartedly and said that she'd been using it ever since to cut up her more voluptuous excretions. No! So she kept... No! She had a poo knife. She had a poo knife? I've heard of a poo knife before on the internet. Mummy's poo knife. (laughs) Now, dear, don't touch that. That's mummy's poo knife. (laughs) Oh my god, where did she keep it? Not with the other knives. Mummy's poo knife. She said she kept it in the cupboard under the sink. Oh my god. Uh, like until if I it, sta- oh, until yeah, it disappeared a couple of years ago. Oh no. A silence descended. I found the knife, said my father. <gasps> I put it in the dishwasher. No! It's in with all the other knives now. No! I knew that... Part of me knew this was coming and I was still not ready for it. (laughs) No! That's horrible. This is like an urban myth. Yeah. No, I hate it. You better start believing in poo knives, boy. You're in one. (laughs) The poo knife is among them. Yeah. My mother thinks that this story is a silly one. (laughs) She laughs when it is mentioned. She thinks it's hilarious. We do not think it is hilarious. (laughs) We sit at the table for meals and look at the knife by our plate, wondering if it's the one. (laughs) We don't know how to tell people who come to visit. We watch them use the knives without a care in the world. Oh, God. I've got a year left of this before I leave for university. My sister has three. Neither of us think (laughs) of our mother in quite the same way. I I can imagine. Poo knife, Mum. If I I turned out my mum had a poo knife, I'd I'd have to completely reconsider the person I thought she was. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to rebuild the image of your mother from from the poo knife up. Poo knife. Bringing it home. Given how long ago it went into the dishwasher, we have all eaten with the poo knife at some point. 
Not to mention the the the, the poo knife particles that were just shared with the rest of the wash. Yes, that's true. But if you believe in, like, memory water, what what's it called? With that oh, homeopathy. Homeopathy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then then if anything, the poo's been accentuated. Oh, like like it's 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 those knives are more covered with poo than if they were literally made of poo. Yeah. If you believe in homeopathy. If you believe um, in homeopathy, you're basically eating a full turd every time you sit down for dinner at that house. <laughs> Given how long ago it went to the dishwasher, we've all eaten with the poo knife at some point, and we can't throw <laughs> it out because we have no idea which of the fucking knives it is. <laughs> You'd have to throw out all the knives. You'd have to buy a completely new set of knives. Yeah. Also, like, I quite like that as a life philosophy. Uh, we've all eaten with a poo knife at some point. <laughs> Um, my sister and I are signing this email as Yapu, creators of the smash hit Only Poo. This is because we are too ashamed to use our names. Only yours, Poo? Yours, yeah. Yapu. I don't understand. Yapu, creators of the smash hit Only Poo. Have they emailed in before about Only Poo? Oh, maybe. It's too hot to remember. Is Only Poo like an OnlyFans, but purely scatological? Yeah. You can you can get <laughs> yeah. you can subscribe to celebrity photos of celebrity dumps. Yeah, on only poo. people would be fascinated by that. Definitely, people would be absolutely fascinated by that. That would make money, terrifyingly. Um. Uh, um oh, there's a story. Oh, did we talk about the story of that YouTuber gal or something who who sold jars of her bathwater? For a lot of money. Yeah. She would sell bits of her bath, yeah. Yeah. I mean... I mean, good on her. Good on her. (laughs) But it's another one of those things where you think, okay, but put all your... Please pass all your customers' details to the police. (laughs) We're going to let you make money out of this, but you've got to have a public service aspect to it. Well, I love the story of um, Poo Knife and all the best for university. Someone. Yeah, good luck, Poo Knife. Godspeed. Poo Knife, Poo Knife, Bron- Poo Knife Stompte. <laughs> of the Stompte sisters. Also yes. good writers. They are good, very good writer. <laughs> as all of the Stompte sisters are. Um, yes, oh yeah. Also talented. People, you can debate who's doing the widest dumps, but it's a, such a... What a family. <laughs> um, Catherine gets in touch. Catherine! Um, uh, selling the water from her bathroom. Very nice. Thank you. She says, Hello, spill tang and poo fear no telling. <laughs> spill tang? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess urine is quite tangy. Um, and what's yours? Poo fear. Poo fear. Not no telling. telling. No telling. Yeah, sinister. I like that it. is sinister. Poo fear. No telling. <laughs> There's um, no telling what poo poo fear he has. <laughs> There's no telling what poo he fears. He fears no poo. 
<laughs> he fears no mortal poo. I am no mortal poo. <laughs> no! <laughs> Stabbed to death by one of Poo Knife Mum's fat dumps. Um, I must begin this correspondence by admitting my own personal shameful failing. I have never gotten poopsick in a morally or socially devastating enough situation to provide you with a good story. Well, then what the hell are you doing here, Catherine? <laughs> How powerful is your celebrity to make 18 to 34-year-olds worldwide feel incomplete for always making it to a toilet in time? <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> 18 to 34-year-olds. She says, uh, however, I have a possible answer for Pierre's inquiry about how the Wicked Witch of the West and vampires survive when small amounts of light and water are omnipresent. Okay. Oh, good, good, good. This is a question we needed an answer to a while back. Yeah. She says, I happen to be a Midwestern American with a diagnosed food and contact allergy to corn. Oof, that's rough. Jesus. A food and contact. So, like, c- can't even touch corn you get like eczema and stuff and Ugh. yeah i imagine it's everywhere there as well corn in the midwest of america corn is one of the biggest crops after soya bean isn't it in america and it's heavily 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 subsidized that's right yeah that's why it's, it's corn like being allergic to snow in the fucking arctic <laughs> so she says where I live, corn and its byproducts are ubiquitous enough to be considered the light and water of the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Many people don't realize that corn byproducts, high fructose corn syrup, have invaded every industry from organic produce yep. production to personal care and medicine and food packaging and Oof. paper goods. Paper goods? Yeah, there'll be like cornstarch to hold it together Jesus. or something. God knows. So, if my experience is transferable, I would say that witches and vampires are either itchy or Benadryl drunk about 100% of the time. (laughs) And never 100% confident that they won't vomit or shit themselves on any given occasion. (laughs) Fucking hell, Catherine. Wow, a real-life Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. We can can ask. We can ask one directly. Wicked Witch of the Midwest. Of course, how did I miss that? <laughs> uh, jack em if you got them. Catherine. <laughs> I like that, jack em if you That's got That's good. Jack em if you got them, boys. W- wow. And, and the bravery and, I guess, loyalty and sort of patriotism of Catherine mm. not to move, not to, to leave the Midwest. She must love <laughs> the Midwest. The people must be really nice to put up with this, this so... being constantly itchy and sick. Yeah, so friendly. Like, hi. Ah, Itchy, eh? Or, or like asking nice questions about it? Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, don't pay her any mind. She's itchy all the time. <laughs> uh, if you got to poop, you can poop wherever you want. Uh-huh. Your contact allergy diarrhea is my contact allergy diarrhea. This is equivalent of someone I know who is part Scottish, half Scottish, and deathly allergic to alcohol. <laughs> like her throat will close up and she will die. Wow. And, Fuck. Yeah. Alco- and yeah, I feel like alcohol in Scotland, not to perp- perpetuate old stereotypes, is the equivalent of corn in the Midwest. I would have thought. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because in Scotland, if it's not alcohol, what is it? It's not haggis. Like, there's more booze than haggis. That's certainly true. 
Um, dancing around a big sword. Uh, and that's it. Kilts. Tartan. Yeah, there's definitely more alcohol than kilts. Tower blocks. Mm. Glens. Um, sort of... Uh, so, uh, like, harsh but beautiful writing. Morning rolls. What are morning rolls? Morning rolls are those kind of slightly fluffy um, bread rolls that um, oh, are, the, yeah. are the generic bread roll of Scotland, but not of England. Yes, yes, yes. They're not a bap. They're they're better than a bap. 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 Pooh knife. Better than a bap. <laughs> Some, some excellent correspondence this week, I have to say. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. We're getting closer and closer to being up to date, everyone. We're getting there. Um, uh, we should probably remind people of the email address because I've realized we're, we were so, we, we've been, we're so correspondence rich. We haven't even had to make an appeal yeah. for any more. We still get some dribbling in. Sure. Um, but it is thebudpod at gmail.com. Thebudpod at gmail.com. Yeah. And, and, w- and if I may, um, one final pod advert for my London Palladium shows. Yes. My London Palladium shows this Saturday. This June the 12th. Saturday. This Saturday. Oh. And, well, when this comes out, it'll be Wednesday. And the final night of my extra dates at the Soho Theatre is Wednesday night. Um, currently, it's Tuesday. When we're recording this, and I'd like to thank all the pod buds who came to Soho Theatre last night, Monday night. There were loads of you guys. It was really nice. Oh, that's great. Um, I mentioned you, uh, you, Phil, and the podcast, and there was a the audience, the wonderful noise. There's so many. There was a double figures, definitely. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. Thanks did very they, much for coming, Did they give you guys. a koji? Yeah, there was some kojis thrown around. <laughs> I got a koji the other night at a... Yeah, at one of my warm-up shows. It's nice. nice. It's, it's always nice. The Bud Pod Revolution. Very nice. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, uh, I'll do one one quick little email from Kristen. Okay. Uh, hey, Tweedle Kristen. P and Tweedle Dung. Uh, Tweedle P and Tweedle Dung. Love it. Yeah. Uh, after Rebecca's email about a shot glass of fart... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was... Where her brother... Her brother farted into a shot glass and kind of fired it at her face. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Awful. Uh, I was reminded of a foul prank my brother used to pull on me. One Christmas, he was given a really large piggy bank that was shaped like a Budweiser can. Okay, yep, yep, yep. I remember this. It was made of the thickest industrial strength plastic. Okay. Okay. It was the height of a small stool, not the poo kind. Okay. Wow, that's And my big. brother had realized that the coin slot was the perfect fit to his, quote, blowhole. No. This is disgusting. In, <laughs> in fact, it was not uncommon to see him pants down, sitting wistfully upon his throne. In an As in the piggy pre- bank. Yeah, in an attempt to preserve his most offensive farts. I like the idea that he's saving his farts for a rainy day. <laughs> look after the look after the farts and the turds will look after themselves <laughs> one day his parents are like we're gonna have to sell the farm and there's a very sweet moment where 
this like young boy runs off to get his piggy bank and goes, will this help? And he smashes it open with a hammer and all these farts just come out. <laughs> Mama, what about this? Ugh! <laughs> Parents just vomit. Why would that help? Ugh! <laughs> Gag. trying to help i thought it would help mama no um so he sits on this little budweiser can thing with his asshole over the coin slot farting away awful yeah wistfully upon his throne in an attempt to preserve his most offensive farts how did he keep them in you ask a play-doh cork oh god this guy's really thought it through (laughs) he's really thought it through I admire the craftsmanship of it. Yeah, the commitment. <laughs> yeah. I came home from school not once, but twice to the... This is very funny phrasing. I came home from school not once, but twice to the uncapped fart bank <laughs> in my bedroom. <laughs> What, just slowly leaking out? Just slowly diffusing? Yeah, like Chernobyl. <laughs> and she the demonic the stench... We have to get out of here. And the demonic stench of at least two months' worth of stale, rancid butt wind oh infiltrating my, my nostrils, bedsheets, and clothes. Oh my god. <laughs> like a humidif... Like a humidifier. <laughs> a glade bumin. This <laughs> <laughs> really tickled me the idea of coming home and oh, oh god what a day at school you open the your door and you go uh oh the first thing you see is the can uncapped and then it hits you <laughs> and it's a big big Budweiser it's, it's like, also really funny because you'd think like well surely the parents would intervene but the only way you can intervene is by uncapping the fart bank and releasing them, so you're still not helping. Ah, oh, it's a funny prank. That's very it's a funny. perfect crime. It's the perfect prank. Um, it was the worst, albeit hilarious in retrospect, Kristen. P.S. Praise was redacted. Thank you, Kristen. Thank Kristen. Appreciate it, man. And thanks um, for that story. Oh, I meant to say, Catherine's uh, email um, subject was shitting witches, which I thought was really good. Shitting witches. Shitting witches, yeah. And because um, that was to do with the corn, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just Very quite good. like, I'd, I'd, I'd listen to an album by the Shitting Witches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second album was a tricky second album, definitely. But their first album yeah. was absolutely. Not, not, not everyone listened to the Shitting Witches, but everyone who did um, started a shit of their own. <laughs> everyone who did took a shit, and that's a big deal. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, thank you very much, listeners. I hope you're enjoying uh, summer, the lovely weather, oppressive fucking hotness weather. Uh, thank you for coming to Soho Extra Dates. If you're listening to this, there may be some tickets left for tonight. There may not be, but mainly focus on Phil's. 12th Saturday, baby. 12th of Palladium. June. London Palladium. Here we 12th go. Of June. At last. At long last. At long last. Thanks, um, guys. Have okay, a good week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.